Hey everybody, what is up? I am fresh on the heels of my return from my whirlwind trip down to Daytona for Bike Week, and that was madness. We will be talking about it on the next episode. But for this week, I'm going to rerun an old best of episode. It is the 25-year anniversary of the Michigan-Holland UFO lights that happened way back in 1994 on March 8th. There was some before it and some after it, and uh, there's an episode right before this one, which is 158. This is episode 158. Point five, and that episode kind of ties into this, but you don't need to listen to both of them together to get an idea of what's going on here. Um, if enough people want to hear it, you can either find it in the feed. I think it's in the feed. If it's not in the feed, I'll just go ahead and repost it if enough people want to. But um, this one is all found audio calls into the police department, um, just people calling and saying, hey, what's this in the sky? And then there's a phone call on here to the National Weather Service from a police officer. And it's probably the best part because you get to hear this guy losing his shit because he can't explain what's going on in the radar in front of him. Anyways, they have never discovered actually what it was. There are theories that it was birds or clouds or all of these different things, but none of them really seem to hold water over the long run. And it's... um. It's one of my favorite um, UFO-related stories because it just is what it is, and that's it. You know, it's pretty crazy. It was pretty weird. Plus, I have friends that live out there that said, oh, yeah, we saw it. We know what it was, or we think we know what it was, or blah, blah, blah. But um, anyways, we will return next week with the Ramblecast format. And again, I'll probably be going into a bit of banter about what happened to me down in Daytona. All those fun things. Until then, take care, everybody. Peace, and let's roll the show. Oh, and by the way, happy St. Patrick's Day, because we didn't do a St. Patrick's Day show this year. Hello, I'm Leonard Nimoy. The following tale of alien encounters is true, and by true, I mean false. It's all lies, but they're entertaining lies, and in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. You're about to see. Explain it. Disprove it. We cannot. We simply invite you to explore with us the amazing world of the unknown. Hey everybody, what's shaking? This is Ro Flying Solo in this episode. This is episode 158.5. If you have not yet listened to episode 158, you need to stop this one right here, go download that one, listen to it in its entirety, and then come back here and pick up and listen on this. Uh, due to the tremendous response that we received on Twitter, Facebook, uh, carrier pigeons, smoke signals, you know, whatever, everybody was really happy about the last show. And I wasn't really sure if I was going to release this one or not because it's kind of short. But, hey, everybody loved it, so we'll drop this one. This is about the Holland UFO incident that took place on March 8th, 1994. Now, this is kind of weird because once I actually went to go back and start editing this and take a look at it, I found that if you listen to the audio from the previous show, they make reference to this one. And the officer from the clip I'm about to play actually brings up that, you know, we need to call the National Weather Service. And the officer says, yeah, I was the one that did that. But he says, do you remember last year when we did it? So I don't know if he meant, you know, because these take these actually take place about nine months apart 
So I thought, well, is he actually mean that the incident that we're going to talk about next happened in 1993? No, this did happen on March 8th of 1994 because I actually did some searching and found the Grand Haven Tribune where it actually talks about it. Anyways, before I do anything more, I need to decide to shout out to my boy Jareth who actually lives over in Holland, Michigan. I was talking to him about it through Facebook and he said uh, he was about two years old when all this stuff went down. And that, yeah, his mom confirmed that there was a lot of craziness going on. He told me a couple of really weird stories, but being I don't have his permission to retell those stories, I'm not going to do it. Sorry, folks. I got to keep confidentiality, especially if it's with my friends. Anyways, let's go back and refresh a little bit and listen to what happened in the last tape to bring us up current to what's going on in this one. But then, I don't know who did it, they decided, they called the uh, the national weather thing, mm-hmm. and the weather had it on their radar. So that's me. Well, you know, what I was just thinking, have you, like, who's ever, like, running the show out there? For, uh-huh. Who's, like, really into this? No. Maybe this, nobody is? Who's ever running the show out here is, like, laughing at all you guys out there. But that's because they're in a closed building and we're out here looking at this. Okay. Okay. But no, what I'm wondering is maybe somebody might want to give the national weather people a call. Because they're not going to classify shit. They'll call and say, yo, this is a lethal moment. Like they did that last year. Hey, Pete, if you saw this, uh-huh. yeah, you'd be doing it too. Uh-huh. I'm serious. Rejection of the Venus. Okay, well then, uh, there's six of them. This is a short piece. I'm going to edit it down a little bit because it's pretty long. I'll have an actual link to the real story in the show notes if you want to go read the full article. Um, This is from the Grand Haven Tribune, and it was written August 11th, 2014 by Kevin S. Collier. And it goes as follows. On the evening of March 8th, 1994, residents of southwest Michigan began seeing strange things in the skies over Lake Michigan to the south of Holland. Blue, red, and green lights sometimes attached to cylindrical objects that sometimes perform unusual movers reported. 9-11 operators began to receive calls at 9.30 p.m. about something that looked like a string of Christmas lights way up in the sky. It wasn't just people reporting these things. It was counties up and down Lake Michigan. Some sources said 300 witnesses, including several police officers, saw the lights. There were so many that one of the Ottawa 911 operators, which we just heard, that was the same person that you're going to hear in this tape, decided to call the National Weather Service radar operator at Muskegon. The conversation that 911 had in the NWS operator were entirely recorded and are being presented here. So, this is the 911 tapes and the phone call to the National Weather Service that took place that night. Oh, and just one more thing. These were recorded on cassette, so the audio quality isn't that great. Blah, blah, blah. All of the usual stuff that I say in regards to this kind of stuff. Anyways, let's roll. Um, but it's right out east 
southeast is way up and it's just like a circle of a lot of different lights flickering. And it's different than any airplane. I, <laughs> okay, your address, please? Well, we're at 354 Country Club Road. Okay, and you say what direction is it? It's uh, looking out the front of our house. It's. Uh, Daryl, what direction did you say that was? That's when you're coming down 16th Street, right to Country Club Road. If you look to your immediate, just, just to your lower right, they're right there in the sky. It's just something we've never seen before. Okay, we'll have somebody check it out. All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah, um, is this the place? We do the dispatching form services center. Okay, um, I don't know if you guys do anything on UFOs at all. I got real, and it was going up and down. Hold on. Oh, excuse me? Okay, what do you have there, sir? Um, there were uh, at least four lights, and they were all flashing like, like, okay, they were the sequence. It was a kind of like a V, and there were four lights, and they were blinking back and forth. And there's no way, I mean, a plane's not that wide. And then it, then it started, and then it went down to three lights, and it started spinning around. Like, I mean, like, it was a circular motion. Then it started going up and down, and then it, then it went to two lights. It did the same thing, and now it's one, and it just spin in a circle. Okay. Okay, what's your name? Uh, my name is Troy Prince. Troy Prince? Yeah.
All right, sorry to cut on you guys one more time, but here's the thing, and this is why this is so important right here. Up until this point on this episode and the last episode, all we have heard is people calling in and police officers saying, I'm seeing lights up in the sky. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're throwing cheeseburgers at one another. They're beating each other with a banana. Who knows? Anyways, we have nothing to go by other than eyewitness testimony. This changes right here. Now, what I find the most important and disturbing, interesting, call it what you will, is the radar operator starts to lose his shit because he can't understand what's going on and the amount of intensity and work he puts into trying to figure out what's happening. So I'm not going to say anything more, and I'll see you guys at the other side. Um, 
about 6,000 feet in about, um, could have been a plane, I don't know, but it was pretty big, wait a minute. Now, we're, now it's starting to, appears to be moving a little bit south. Yeah, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's something big down there. Wait a minute, that's really strange. Um, it's, I get it down at, uh... I'm getting it down around South Bend. No, wait a minute, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong graph. Now I'm getting three of them, and 
Genesis here. He says, well, uh, maybe uh, they're separated by about 50 kilometers.
that one by Benton Harbor if it's up that high. This is really weird. Yeah, I'm, now I'm getting, I was getting four. Okay, now they've moved position again. Um, and I'm sweeping it back and forth in kind of like a triangle, just back and forth from where the beam is uh, spotted towards Chicago, then I sweep it back toward uh, maybe Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. And each sweep, they, um, they'll be in the same position, and then uh, all of a sudden they'll pop up somewhere else. So it's instantaneously moving, and I'm getting about uh, between three and four returns. And they look like, uh, sweeping in the vertical, they look like very strong spikes. <laughs> I'm getting, um, it's really weird. So I don't know if I'm, uh, these are bigger than planes. Usually a plane will pick up as a, uh, um, as a little pinpoint, but these are about, on my radar scope, these are about the size of maybe, uh, like a half centimeter across. Okay. Alrighty, I I'm gonna try uh, Grand Rapids once here too and see if they can see if they got anything that they're aware of once too. Okay, they look like they're moving, they're all moving toward the south, towards Chicago. There's three returns moving towards Chicago. Um, they're about over center of uh, Lake Michigan, three of them in a triangle, and they're about the uh, southern, real southern part of uh, Lake Michigan, probably just off the coast of Berrien County. Okay. Just, just northeast of Chicago. All right, I will uh, give them a shot and see what I can uh, locate from them. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right, appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. <laughs> Weather Service in Muskegon. I was calling to make sure that the person that called me was, was really a, uh, a sheriff from out of, out of a county and not a hold. He was one of our dispatchers. Oh, okay. Calling about the... Uh, right. We've been chasing them all over down that way. Pardon? We've been chasing lights down all over down that way. So, so what, what really is going on? Um, no, we, I still got a car out in the area. Really? Can you hold on for a second? Sure. Can fill you in on the weather service at all, Jim? Hello? Hi. Yeah, okay. Um, so what, what, what were these things look, uh, what do they look like? I don't know. We've got a report of something going through the air with lights on it horizontally, three to four lights going at a high rate of speed up and down and all over the sky. And I bet we've had five or six calls. Right. And they've all been in the South Holland area. South Holland? Yep, from South Holland down to Overizel, down in that area. O Overizel? Right. Okay. And um, what color were the lights? No, I didn't really get what color they were. Okay, yeah. Well, I did pick up, um, I picked up about three to four um, blips, and they were big. They were, uh, uh, they were, they weren't planes, because planes usually show up like a little, little pinpoint um, that moves uh, through the, uh, on the scope. But uh -huh. these were, these were bigger. These were about the size of half, uh, half 
a thumbnail on the um, on the scope, and uh, um, and they were up about uh, between five and twelve thousand feet, and they had real strong returns with them. And there were three of them. They they bounce all over the place, but the, the general movement all, of all three of them were towards Chicago. They um, I pretty much uh, uh, gave up looking at them uh, when it reached uh, just southern Lake Michigan. Uh, right towards as it was moving towards Chicago. Okay. So I did I did see something, and I haven't I've never seen anything like that before. Um, I don't know you know what kind, if it's uh, some kind of an atmospheric phenomenon. I hear they have. Uh, um, I hear the uh, uh, the uh, Northern Lights is going on. I got a call from. Uh, um, Manson saying that the, uh, the northern lights are really um, dancing around, really bright. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Okay. Well, these are, they're stating, I think, it seems to me like the last thing I said it was moving like to the southeast from Holland towards Allegan County. From to the southeast? Southwest. Okay. okay southwest, I'm sorry. Southwest, towards, yep. towards Chicago. Okay, that's... Talking about towards Chicago. Yeah, that's what I was, I was seeing them actually move towards uh, Chicago. Great. I wish I had, I wish we had a recording. Of, of what I could see. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, there they are. They are. There's some blips showing up on the computer part, and this is being recorded. So, oh, good. Uh, there is going to be a recording <laughs> of this. So, if they can, you might be able to see a, um, um, you know, a movement on this if, if we can play this back. So. Okay. Well, if we get any more, we'll let you know also. Okay. Let me. Uh, yeah. Please do. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, bye. -bye. bye. Well, it's nice to know that the Northern Lights show up on weather radar, at least back in 1994 they did. Anyways, um, I have found an article that is rather dated. It's from March 13th, 1995, and it's written by Ellen Krieger, and it comes from the Chicago Tribune. It's a long article, and since we do not have any kind of journalistic integrity whatsoever, other than the fact that we cite where we get our sources from a good majority of the time, I'm just going to pick and choose what I want to read out of it. Of course, I will have links for the article if you would like to read the whole thing up on our website at projectarchivist.com in the show notes for this episode. In one of Michigan's greatest unsolved mysteries, nobody has been able to explain the UFOs seen by hundreds of people in western Michigan on March 8, 1994. What has happened to the people who saw the lights that night? The radar operator who saw the UFOs has transferred out. Veldhaus still works as a Holland police officer. These sightings would have to fall into the category of truly unidentified flying object. Well, duh, says Dr. Michael Swords, professor of natural science at Western Michigan University and former editor of the Journal of UFO Studies, a scholarly journal. The radar returns were definitely anomalous and completely unexplained. But was it, you know, aliens? I don't believe for a minute there was any kind of alien structure. I think there is a fairly strong earthly explanation for what occurred, says Leo Grainer, director of the National Weather Service in Muskegon. Here's what researchers have concluded so far about the Holland UFO sightings. It wasn't a weather balloon, small plane, marsh gas, advertising blip, satellite, falling star, helicopter, space debris, or military aircraft. Grainer of the National Weather Service believes that the Federal Aviation Administration knows what happened that night but isn't saying. If any aircraft are within a given area, the FAA has to know what's going on in that area. But most of the time, they won't acknowledge anything, not even to us, he says. I think I know what it is, but I'm not going to tell you. Once I retire from the National Weather Service, I might tell somebody. The FAA in Chicago did not return calls. 
The sightings inspired a flood of calls from UFO fans as far away as Japan and Australia. People in 42 counties in Michigan called to report that they'd seen the lights as far north as the Upper Peninsula on as late as 10.30 p.m., March 11th, three days after the Holland sightings. At least a few of these witnesses went further saying that they were abducted by aliens. A lot of people who said they saw the lights were probably looking at Venus or the moon, says Scott Reuter of Grand Haven, but I knew what I was looking at. It was not a planet nor an airplane. And with that, I think we'll bring our little series of UFO-related 911 phone calls to an end. Um, I do have some more audio tapes along this line set off to the side. Um, they're not quite UFO 911 calls. They are UFO-oriented and they are audio tapes. But I think I'm going to save those for a little bit later in the year, maybe around Christmas time, maybe around New Year's, you know, when things get crazy and... I like to go on my little spurts of giving people extra content just to say thank you for supporting the show and so much. But um, anyways, that's it. This is Ro. Peace out from the D. See everybody again really soon. <laughs>